You're listening to episode 64. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that It doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finished. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our future guests, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really, I am the number one student. So get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Insurance Podcast where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. Remember, if you have not already done so, just click subscribe on your podcast player so that you do not miss an episode. This is Davis Mutawa here, your host. Super excited to bring you today's feature guest, Mr. Levi Newman. Levi, are you ready to share your entrepreneurial story? Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, Levi. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Levi is a professional copywriter. He's been featured in top business publications such as Forbes magazine, the Huffington Post, and he is a top earner on the freelancer platform fiverr.com i just checked out his platform he's got over three thousand five-star reviews so amazing amazing i'm looking forward to this episode and if you didn't check out our previous episode 59 we actually featured another rock star from fiverr called red horrocks you can check that out at businessgenerals.com forward slash red h r e d d h and uh, for a special pdf show highlight reel of this show with levi go to businessgenerals.com forward slash levi n that's l-e-v-i-n and you can download your special pdf show highlight reel prepared just for you levi welcome to the show why don't you kick us off and just share a little bit about your non-business personal background who is levi outside of business yeah uh first of all thanks for having me i really appreciate it this is pretty exciting. So as far as who I am outside of outside of Fiverr, you know, I was in the army for a, for a long time. I joined the army out of high school. I was in the army um, for ten years prior to really becoming an entrepreneur, starting into the writing field. Uh, I was a police officer. I spent about seven years overseas, you know, traveling and meeting different people and seeing different worlds, and it was very exciting. Uh, along the way, I uh, you know got a the better half, my, my wife and my children. And, and, uh, that has definitely become my primary focus. Uh, that's why I left the army. I wanted to spend more time with my family. And, um, when I'm not writing, you know, we try to travel a ton. We just got back from LA last night. We try to travel a ton and go a lot of places and see a lot of things and, you know, experience the world as much as possible. That's awesome. So you've been in the army and in the police force. Um, so you're, you've switched gears quite a bit becoming a writer is that right it was a big switch i mean i uh i enjoyed writing um you know through high school and and i just kind of fell into the army to to go to college i was like well i'm gonna i need to go to college and have any other way and uh i did it for five years i got halfway through and i had a family and i was like well i have to do five more you know for stability so i did five more and then i got out at 28 and i uh 
I attended the University of Missouri at 20 years old, and I graduated at 32 years old. And, uh, yeah, it just, you know, just kind of try to put myself in positions to, to gain a little ground and gain a little ground, and it worked out pretty well. Any crazy Army missions that you, you did? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, um, I was – this is yeah, it's crazy, I guess, but uh, <laughs> we were actually the first soldiers in Afghanistan after 9-11. Oh, wow. The very first. And the detainees, uh, if you will, uh, the ones that went to Guantanamo Bay, which became such a big story, <laughs> we were the, actually the very first people to take those people all the way from Afghanistan to Cuba. And uh, Wow. I mean, it's not a great story, but it is a story. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's a weird experience to be part of that. Must have been very... How long were you in Afghanistan? Must have been very challenging. Uh, we were there since we were the first. I mean, there was nothing established. I mean, we didn't have anything there. Mm. So it was about six months we uh, we did these missions. You know, we would land and, you know, the infantry were already there. And so we would kind of do this handoff and then we would get back in the planes and, and fly back, you know, all the way mm. to Cuba. And I don't know, it was uh, it was like five in-flight refuels one way. And I will tell you, it <laughs> those are the worst things possible. Because uh, you're bouncing so around in your plane. In-flight refuse, that's when another plane comes over and starts to, you know, refill yeah, the tank. you fill up from behind while you're in the air. And you're getting all that wash from this gigantic refueler. And everybody's just bouncing around like inside a tin can. And uh, it's wow. pretty miserable. That's crazy. <laughs> so you left the army uh, after 10 years and then you went into the police force. No, no, no. I just went straight to school. Um, my, my ex-wife, she left me with... Um, my children who were four and six at the time and mm. uh, she left us and she never came back. So I just, they went to school. My kids went to uh, second grade and kindergarten and I went to college and we all went to school together. <laughs> and that's what we did until we, until I finished. Wow. Okay. And then what happened after that? Yeah. So along the way, my junior year, uh, no, my sophomore year, I met my, my wife and we, you know, hit it off really well. And my junior year, I, uh, I got a job as a intern at Veterans United. It's a uh, Fortune 500 real estate company. I was just an intern mm-hmm. running social media. And uh, it was before, like, really social media just took this dramatic arc. So I, I started running that. And they're like, yeah, just do what you can. And, uh, you know, I, I was pretty successful at it. We um, started with, like, you know, likes at the time was the measurable stat. Like, how many mm-hmm. likes you have on your page, that was the measurable stat. So, you know, we took it from... Uh, just me from 30,000 likes to 1.4 million over three, three years, something like that. Wow. And, uh, so that's what I did my first probably six months there. And then somebody quit, a writer quit and Mm. they were like, well, this John, you know, this writing spots open if you want to just, you know, go from intern to, you know, employee. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, let's do this. And, Mm. uh, and from there I became (laughs) a director and a director of outreach and the senior marketing writer, um, over the next, you know, three years. And, you know, it kind of took off from there. I get to write for this great company and I get to you know, win a few awards and be part of some great stuff. And it was amazing. Um, and then I just got to the point where I, I was kind of burnt out on, because, you know, it's, it's military focused. They're uh, military, mm-hmm. they do VA home loans. And so it was very military focused and I just got burnt out on the military stuff. And because, uh, you know, I thought I was left in the army, I'd left it forever. <laughs> so I hadn't. So I decided to, to do something else, I decided to apply for a senior marketing position, senior writing position at a, an international crafts company called Stampin' Up. 
and it was in Utah. Right. I'm in Missouri, and uh, I got it, and I was there for about a year, and I was like, <laughs> I am not a crafty guy. I am not <laughs> a crafty guy. <laughs> so then I realized, while the job was good, it was about crafts yeah. every day, and I'm just not, I'm just not a crafts-focused guy. And uh, that's what led to Fiverr. Very, very interesting story. Um, so I read about your your Fiverr journey a little bit, um, probably a year ago, I was just saying before, before we started the show. Um, and I was very impressed. I think there was a couple of profiles there. Um, I think there was yourself, there was Red Horrocks, who we just mm. interviewed as episode 59. And there was another lady who's a resume, executive resume writer. And um, I had been just, just been looking at Fiverr as a platform to, to try for, you know, additional income and also as a platform that I, that I use to you know forget people to do design for my, for my different projects for my my charity work that i do and um and then i was like wow this is this is really good i'd never expected that father could be could be helping people generate a full-time income so walk us through what led led you to join uh, fiverr at the time yeah it's a uh, it's pretty crazy actually so i had just come back uh from utah and i was sitting here and i was like i could freelance i could do this and uh i mean just flippantly <laughs> i was like i can do this Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw Fiverr. I was looking at a couple of different platforms. I had tried um, another platform. It doesn't exist anymore. It combined into something else. Now it's called Upwork, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I tried a different platform and I hated the bidding system because then you just get undercut by everybody constantly. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was just terrible. But uh, it was on Christmas Day, uh, all coming up on three years ago. And it was, you know, we'd opened our presents and we did our thing and, you know, the kids were playing and I was just like, just sitting at my computer, goofing off. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll try this. I'll sign up for this. And that's exactly how it started on Christmas Day randomly. And uh, I was thinking, well, I can make a couple bucks for whatever, you know, some video games or some, you know, hanging out with the kids kind of money. That's all I thought. And it was uh, a couple. I I mean, I got to order pretty quickly. Um, Mm. I would say the next two days I got, you know, a couple $5 orders and I was like, yeah, this is cool. All right. I mean, I can do this. And, uh, I mean, I had no idea <laughs> how to, how to position myself, what I should offer. It was just like, <laughs> I can write anything, right? Which <laughs> is totally ridiculous. <laughs> and that, I mean, there's really how it started. And, uh, three months in, I was like, oh man, I'm doing pretty well. Like I've made a couple hundred bucks. This is pretty neat. Um, I didn't think I was, I still wasn't like, oh, I can do this full time. This is the thing. Like I was still job hunting and mm-hmm. uh, it just, in the first six months I was like, I was like, well, if I can make just a hundred dollars a day, if I had to do 10 jobs at $10, right? Just a hundred bucks a day, every day, I would make three grand a month, which is plenty to sustain, you know, my house and my cars and my family. That's it. Right. Like that's yep. sustainable. And that's really what I thought. It's like, I'm just going to shoot for a hundred dollars today. That's it. And so I would try to do the, uh, the buyers, you know, people searching for like specific things. And I'd reach out to people, Hey, do you need this? I can do this. And so I just Mm kind of stuck with it and stuck with it. And then after six months, I was like, man, I have to raise my prices. I have too many jobs. (laughs) I am working far too hard for five bucks. And then it just kind of took off from there. It was, Oh, well, I have to raise my prices. Well, my work didn't go down, but my prices went up. And so I was like, well, mm-hmm. I have to raise my prices. And then my work still went up and it just kind of happened like that, where I was just like, I was still searching for that happy medium where what could I charge, still offer good service, still kind of balance my time. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Wow. So during this period, um, 
are you working full time or you had you quit by then? No, I had uh, I had had a couple job interviews, but I was really so busy that I couldn't commit to something. And so mm. I was like, well, I'll just keep I'll just keep doing what I'm doing until you know that thing comes along. Well, I, ha- I you know I, I can stop Fiverr and go with this job because this is a great job, you know. And it never came. I was <laughs> like, so this Fiverr took off so well that I stopped looking. And I told my wife, I was like, I can do this. You know, I can, mm-hmm. I can do this. And she was like, I mean, she's really supportive. My wife's great. She was like, yeah, okay, sure. And, uh, pardon me. And so that's kind of what happened. I was just like, just stopped looking and started working and just kept working. <laughs> so what was your first gig on Fiverr? Oh my gosh. Um, I could probably look back on Fiverr, but it was, uh, I want to say like maybe 250 words about somebody's like you know a business like an about us page or something i mean it was pretty simple but at the time like you don't you can say yeah i can do this and i can do this but you really like how do you limit yourself or how do you say well i can't do that and so at the Mm. you know when you start you need the money or you want the job and so you in your mind can do anything and you'll figure it out i remember one of my very first jobs my very first big jobs was like six hundred dollars to fill out this guy's 25-page business plan. He wanted me to fix it all. Mm. It was a mess. And I was like, I have never done something like this at all, but this is $600. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to do this. And I did. And I want to sit here and be like, man, it was amazing. But it probably wasn't. It probably was pretty terrible. (laughs) And I gave it to him and he was like, okay, thanks. I mean, that was pretty much it. And I'd made 600 bucks and I was like, I need to be better for people. And so I really kind of took my time to like better understand what people mm. needed. And so I did a lot more research after that. After this job, I was like, I need to do a lot more research on what I can do, what I can't do. Um, if somebody asked me for something, what kind of research am I going to need to do to make sure that that's exactly what they need? So yeah, that job taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But it was 600 bucks versus five bucks. Isn't that amazing how you, you, the platform can jump you up, yeah? Yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing is, I think that's the biggest misconception about Fiverr is that people think that, you know, you're not, you're not going to make any money or that you're limited to $5 or people even limit themselves. You know, most people are, most people in general are self-limiting. They'll, mm. they'll downplay what they're worth or what they can do, what they can offer people. And so they'll be like, oh, I just, I should stick at this and then I'll just keep working at this. I know a guy on here. I haven't seen his writing, but I know that he's been on the platform for far longer than I have. And mm. uh, when I was offering, you know, a hundred bucks for something that was small, he would say, well, I, you know, I, I can do twice that for 10 bucks, even mm. though this guy was pretty successful, really good at what he did, what he does. Mm. He's still on here, but, you know, he just doesn't believe in himself enough to be like, well, I, sh- I should be able to earn more. And I, I just, it hurts me. <laughs> it hurts me when people limit themselves. Yeah. So somebody listening and they've never heard about Fiverr, um, what would you describe it as? Oh, man. Um, it's like a universal platform for anybody that wants to make a little bit of money. But if you're like willing to put in the work and like really willing to go the extra mile, you can really be successful. Um, you mm. can make it a full-time gig. You just got to want it. I mean, some of it's luck. Some of it's having good um, clients. You know, there's a lot of things involved. Um, I'm never one to be like, oh, but it's all me, right? Like, I don't believe that's how life works. But I believe if you want it bad enough and you put in the work and you put in the hours, I mean, it's 
it can pay off. I mean, I I say this because I work. I work relentlessly. You know, I mm-hmm. I'll work months at a time without ever taking a single day off. Wow. So yeah, I mean, so it's really just dependent <laughs> on what you want out of life. Like, I don't necessarily. Uh, I'm maybe I'm weird. Um, because I came from a poor background, because I was in the army, I don't really care about the money um, mm. as much uh, or the success. I really do what I do because I like to spend time with my family and I like to give them things that I didn't have as a kid. So like this weekend, you know, I took my wife to LA and I took her to Disney and I took her to Universal. You know, I live in Missouri. Mm. So we flew out, we did those things and we came back. And without this, without what I do, you know, that would never happen. And so really that's more important to me than the finances of it all. I, you know, it gives me the opportunity to do something fun and exciting with my wife or my kids with, that I wouldn't normally have. Would you say you've got a laptop lifestyle or you kind of physically have to be in one place to be able to execute on your work properly? Oh, definitely laptop. Uh, I mean, I work at a desktop for the most part. When I'm at home, I'll work at a desktop um, unless I get bored of sitting here. Uh, I have a pretty good setup because I'm a huge nerd. So I have a huge nerd office with mm-hmm. all my nerd things around me, um, <laughs> which is, you know, always more comforting when you have all the things that you like around you. But, I, you know, I'll work at a desk during the day. My kids, you know, my kids are in school and my wife and I, uh, we also have a t-shirt business, which I'm sure I'll talk about later. But, you know, so she'll work out in the in the garage area with all that stuff and my kids are gone, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable here. And if I want to get out, I have <laughs> I have a couple of laptops around here, so I'll you get out and I'll work. Well, so we travel a lot. I told you, but uh, so my mm-hmm. wife drives, and the kids are in the back, and I'll be just typing away on my computer, and I'll be doing work on the drive. So when oh, we really? get to where we're going, I'll be done, and I'll be like, okay, I don't have anything. Let's we can have fun. <laughs> so that way, I still get my work done without limiting my family time. Mm-hmm. So. What are your core revenue streams at the moment? Well, it's definitely Fiverr is my main. I still work. I get offers through um, LinkedIn all the time. People ask me to do things through LinkedIn, um, which mm. is nice. But really, Fiverr. And then we are starting, um, hopefully, um, launching our t-shirt business uh, this week, maybe next week. Fantastic. Yeah, pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, It'll be sagemotorapparel.com. But it's for... Uh, for fun, right? So I, we do like CrossFit. We do a lot of CrossFit. And like I said earlier, I'm a big nerd. Um, so I'm kind of combining my love for fitness and love for, you know, anime and for <laughs> goofy stuff like that, for Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you know, making these fun t-shirts. And, you know, my, my wife is, you know, big creative force behind that. And my daughter, she is an artist. And so she'll be drawing unique stuff for it. And so like, it's really a fun project that we're excited to work on. Not because we're like, oh, we got to make a bunch of money out of this because my, you know, my writing sustains all that. So there's a lot less stress into creating a business when it's okay to fail. And I think, mm. <laughs> so we're just like, mm. we're having fun with it as much as possible. And what's that URL again for your t-shirt business? Yeah, it'll be uh, Sage Mode Apparel, S-A-G-E-M-O-D-E, sagemodeapparel.com. It's technically, <laughs> the site's up, but we haven't. Uh, release it to everybody yet. So hopefully mm-hmm. the end of this week, uh, the beginning of next week. Again, we're not really super rushing it because we have time. And, you know, it's not, it's right now we live a sustain, pretty sustainable lifestyle. So this is more for fun. And if it is successful, even better. But it's definitely mm-hmm. a creative outlet to have fun with and to enjoy, you know, the stuff that we like. Yeah, we'll put that up on the on our show notes um, and in the show highlight room for everybody to check out and, yeah, and, um, and see what you guys are doing there. Getting back to your Fiverr, platform what do you think made the difference for you because you only rocked up in 
I'm looking at a profile here, October 2014 or somewhere thereabouts. So like you were saying, three, three, three years or somewhere there. Um, there'll be other people who would have been on that platform, I'm assuming longer, I'm assuming, but yeah, absolutely. You've, you've kind of done really well. What do you think was the difference? Um, so yeah, I actually joined the site in October, but I didn't actually, I didn't do anything with it until that Christmas day. So it has me on there longer and I'm like, I don't even remember starting that account. I just logged yeah. on and I was like, oh, I have an account. Um, <laughs> so I think what really contributed um, was availability and being able to talk to people. Mm. So you have to be, when somebody sends you a message, right, everything is speed. The world is built on speed. Um, you want somebody there to listen to what you have to say. And so, you know, you just try to make yourself available. You know, Fiverr has a great app. They, re they really do have a great app. It's really easy to use. And so, you know, when somebody is sending me a message, even if I was busy or doing something or out and about, I would take the time to be like, hey, you know, I'm taking a look at this. I'm out and about right now, but I'm really interested you know, something quick and small if I couldn't respond in full. So that, you know, that builds that instant relationship where like, oh, okay, well, at least they're at the wheel. There's somebody at the wheel and they care about what I just said. A lot of people have these slow response times, which is okay, unless you're trying to make it a full-time thing, right? Like if you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll respond when I have time, maybe tomorrow. Eh, you know, people don't want to wait forever. And mm. so, I, you know, that was my biggest goal is like, okay, I have to answer pretty quickly. Um, and value, you know, everybody, there's a thousands of people that do the same thing that I do. So what is it that I do that is going to set me apart? You know, you really have to make it when somebody sees, okay, this is what I paid for and they get it. They go, okay, I'm reading this and this is good. Right. Like, and that's not a skill that you can teach. And that's not something that like, you know, generally everybody has, you can say you have it, but either you don't, <laughs> you do or you don't. And mm. so it's just like anything that you do really hasn't, you know, it supersedes just writing in general. But so, yeah, I had to be like, okay, well, this is what I can do. And I hopefully, you know, this sounds great. And then once it turned in, you know, I, I'm always like, if this isn't what you need, you have to let me know because writing along with pretty much everything in life is subjective. So you got to be like, well, if this isn't it, if this doesn't sound like your voice or if this doesn't sound what you need, you got to let me know so I can fix that. Because, right. you know, I can't read your mind. Even if you give me great mm. details, you're going to read it maybe differently than I wrote it. So just being able to be flexible. So it's kind of like giving them a bit of a soft guarantee, right? To say, if it doesn't sound right, I'll fix it up for you. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everybody should be able to do that, right? Like, you can't just be like, you know, here, take it or leave it. See ya. I mean, like, what mm. kind of business is that? Like, if, <laughs> if you're at McDonald's, sure. I mean, your menu doesn't change, right? But like... Every person with what I do, everything is different every day, every job. So you got to have a little bit of flexibility in there. And how did you grow your platform? So once you, once you got established there, did you just focus on people coming to you or are there special ways for somebody starting out on Fiverr to, to do outreach on Fiverr or outside of Fiverr? How, how does that work? So <laughs> here's where it gets weird. So a lot of people will say uh, they use social media to, you know, connect with people and which is great if you have an actual social media base and you, you know, have people to talk to. Uh, otherwise, if you're if you're a regular person, the only people following you generally are your friends and your family. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't have those big bases. Uh, if you have a base for that, then absolutely use that. For me, I just was like this person that I'm helping right this moment 
is my sole focus. Even if it's just for an hour, right? I'm working on that person for an hour. Nothing else matters. That person matters for this hour. So when I respond to them, I let them know that they are the center of the universe. So I just focused on, you're important. Here's your stuff. I'm willing to help you. Let's do this together. And then it just took off word of mouth. I didn't have to post it on social media. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Uh, I don't have social media because I think a lot of those platforms are limiting in terms of actual human interaction. <laughs> I'm, I'm of mm. the minority, I'm assuming, but <laughs> I just feel like those, so, those social media platforms, for the most part, are not what drive relationships in a positive manner. And so, while I can't control, you know, because things are misconstrued over the internet so easily. Mm-hmm. And so, I just tried to talk to people firsthand as much as possible. And so now people recommend me. Oh, so, I, I mean, I just took myself off vacation last night. And, you know, I had 25 orders before I woke up. And half of those... I, are, saw, I saw your status was on vacation, actually. Yeah, yeah. I took myself off, for, you know, so I could enjoy the weekend with my wife and stuff. But, and which is weird. You have to take vacation, like, you know, a couple days in advance based on your delivery day. So you can make sure and deliver your last stuff before you would have to, you know, go on vacation. And so there's gotcha. the tricks, all that stuff. But... Yeah, so I would just focus on the people. And so now, you know, half the orders I got, so-and-so recommended you. So-and-so said that you, you know, could do this. You know, you helped so-and-so. And so, you know, that's just kind of how I try to, you know, live, live my entrepreneurial life is, you know, by talking to people, by listening to what they actually want, and then hoping that, you know, my care and my attentiveness and my work speaks for itself. And it does for the most part. I mean, I feel like it does. I feel like it does pretty well. It's interesting because when I when I was using Fiverr for, you know, logo designs and brochures and flyers and different things for some of the marketing work that I was doing is um, the people who respond to you quickly, um, whose profiles are, are good, you tend to want to go with those. And then, you know, by the time somebody responds the next day, you've made up your mind because you wanted something straight away. So I kind of get why, you know, you guys, like even, even when I interviewed Red Horrocks, um, mm-hmm. who's very busy um she was she was very quick to respond and s- so have you been every time i make a, a posted to you 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 quickly responded do you do you use an assistant no <laughs> i wish i had i wish i had one no <laughs> uh no it's just me i mean like it is again it comes back to how much do you care to me passion is kind of an overused word however do you care enough about the people that you're helping the, the work that you're doing that you're willing to go the extra mile. And as just a single entity here working, sometimes you got to work pretty hard, but mm-hmm. you got to you got to go for it. You got to be there for everything. How do you scale though? Oh, that's a good question. Um you know, people can order from you regardless of what you're doing. And some people do, some people just order without ever talking to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I can get, I, I mean, I got tons of orders last night, right? Like I'm asleep and people mm-hmm. just order away. And for, you know, clients that are consistent in return all the time, which is a lot, that's not a problem because you're like, yeah, okay, I already know what they need. I've already done this before. Um, for new clients, sometimes it can be harder. Sometimes people will literally just send you the smallest <laughs> request ever that has, you have no idea what's going on. And so then it takes like, you know, a full day to like kind of come around and be like, okay, what is it you actually need? Um, so what I'll do is for the people that order from me directly, I can't do anything about that. I'll just either do that, do all the jobs. If it's in my realm, some, you know, some I have to kick back cause I'm like, I can't do this or 
they'll send me something and they'll be like, I need this updated. And I'm like, well, that, it looks good already. Don't change it. Like, cause I'm very honest. If I, if mm. I can't do it, I'll say I can't do it. Or if it looks good already, I'll be like, no, that's, that's a waste of your money. Don't waste your money. And people are like, really? You're not going to take my money? And I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I will, but I don't want to because there's no work that needs to be done. That's not fair. That's not, I, I don't believe in that. So when people reach out to my inbox, if I'm already pretty flooded, if people reach out to my inbox, I will say, you know, I'm, I appreciate you reaching out. I really do want to help you, but I'm really too busy right now. And then I'll recommend them to other, you know, to look at the other Fiverr writers. I wish I had somebody to recommend in general. I used to, um, I used to rec- recommend this um, mother-daughter pair, Valan, V-A-L-A-N-N-E. And uh, mm-hmm. they're really good, but they, um, I guess, and this is unfortunate, I guess one of them had surgery or had a medical thing come up, um, mm-hmm. and so they're not online. And so I don't have anybody to recommend anymore. I just have to be like, you know, fly free. I don't, <laughs> I can't help you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I try to at least direct them back onto Fiverr and say, you know, find another writer. I can help you. So I really kind of try to manage my time that way. And I, so some days, you know, depending on my workload, I might have to turn down 20 or 30 jobs in a day. Wow. Yeah. And, I, and just because, you know, I just don't have the capacity as, a, you know, as a one guy operation. I just don't. So I'm just listening and my brain is ticking away here and I'm thinking, so as a strategy for somebody who is, you know, in, in your industry, a business writer, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the beginning you talked about a business plan that you had to populate and I, I've offered business plan services for my clients and my, and my coaching work. So if I was looking to, to start off and I say, hey, Levi, um, here I am. If, um, if you get any, any jobs that you want to knock back, Here's some of the work that I can that I've done before. You know, let's test this this relationship. And if I get any work, of you know, so somebody could set up a, a relationship with a top top producer on Fiverr and maybe kickstart their career that way. Absolutely. Um, and so I recommended them uh, at the time. I'm, I've been recommending them for about a year and a half now. At the time, nobody with any credibility had reproached me for that. Not once. And and I'm a, like I said, I'm a pretty honest, pretty easygoing guy. And so mm. they approached me and they had some good reviews and they were really eloquent and they're really nice. And I was like, absolutely, I can kick you my work, you know, kick your work I'm not doing. And uh, I didn't ask for anything in return. I was just, you know, and, th- and it is an opportunity. I'm not, not going to lie. It's an opportunity to like get some kickback from that, you know, especially for new sellers um, to be, you know, set up something, which would be great. Mm. Um, mm. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty successful and I don't. I don't mind helping somebody else out. It's just a nice thing to do. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll kick stuff back to you. And then <laughs> a year in, uh, maybe it was around Christmas this year. Yeah, I think it was around Christmas this, well, this last this last Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually reached out to me and they're like, we want to thank you. And it's Christmas time. We were, they're like, we really want to thank you for this whole last year. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you, without you, uh-huh. we wouldn't make 70% of what we do. You're kidding. No. And I, I was like, really? And she's like, we have, we had a 70% increase because of you and we have made well more than we ever thought possible. And I was like, that's awesome. So send me some socks because I want some Canadian socks. <laughs> I, I, I didn't accept any socks, but I was like, that's great. I'm really, really happy for you. That's, that's fantastic. And so it, it's a beneficial thing to, you know, if you team up with a seller like that. I, now I've had tons of people since then reach out to me and say, right. you know, would you, you know, give me this. And I'm very selective. Like I'm not going to recommend somebody that I think that wouldn't do a great job or wouldn't represent me saying, Hey, go look out for them. Right. Like mm. I, I couldn't, 
in good conscience be like, just recommend somebody just because they asked me to. So You've got to watch out for your, your reputation as well, because some yeah, of those yeah. clients may come back to you and say, hey, right. um, can you redo this work because the guy you recommend doesn't actually do any good job. So, you'd be right. like, oh. It's like, you know, buying a car. You don't want to go like, well, okay, but buy from this guy. And then he sells you a junker. Like, that's <laughs> that's not what you want. Mm. So, you know, you you got to do what's right by people. I still believe that. I mean, I still believe that you have to do what's right by people. So, let's talk about now. Share some numbers with us. Um, what's your reach? Um, how many gigs are you doing a month or, or a week? And um, what, ups, what more potential do you think you can get out of the platform revenue-wise? So, oh my gosh. Um, trying to bring up my analytics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say on average, I mean, I'm doing maybe like... 250-ish jobs, 250, 300 jobs a month, depending on... The biggest thing is, so like one job, you know, isn't necessarily one gig order. You know, like, oh, I need to pay you this 60 bucks for you to write this one thing. One Mm -hmm. job might be a $1,000 order to do 10 things, right? Right. So, (laughs) so it can be pretty crazy. So, even if my volume looks low, it's not... So mm. there's a big, you know, because I may have 10 jobs and I have to turn down people because those 10 jobs are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of goes in waves, but yeah, probably like 200, 250 jobs a month um, since, oh my gosh, since uh, the beginning of the year, I have averaged uh, 16, 16,000 a month or so. Mm, I think. That's amazing. Um, I had a down month in July because I took half the month off for vacation. But I still, (laughs) yeah, but I still (laughs) did pretty well. I still, I still hit 11 and taken, I took two and a half weeks off. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I mean, people, so you get these reports from Fiverr and they say, you know, you left this much on the table or you refunded this much money. Cause you know, I don't Mm -hmm. refund jobs that I do. I never, I mean, if I do the work, then I've done the work. You can ask them for corrections. I will, I'm happy to do that. But if I do the work, I do the work. Mm. Now, if somebody's like asking me for something I can't do, I will refund that. Or something I don't have time for, I will refund that. So they'll be like, you left, you know, because people will order from me for jobs that I can't do, or they'll ask me to do things that are kind of out of the realm of possibility. And I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to turn back like five or $6,000 a month easily. Wow. <laughs> and that's not including what I've already shut down in my own inbox where I'm like, I just don't have the time or the capacity. So, I mean, I probably, if I, if I had another person working for me, I, oh my gosh, it'd be insane. But I mean, I have to turn down at least 10 grand a month just for sheer capacity. I just don't have it. Yeah. And so as an entrepreneur, what are your thoughts about that? Is that not permissible under the Fiverr platform? I mean, it is for me. I mean, again, I told you earlier, I'm not, I'm not a huge money guy. So, mm, I don't mm. look at it as a loss. Like, I don't go, oh my gosh, there's 10 grand I could have had. I don't really care. <laughs> I guess, uh, <laughs> I think that I do so well that I'm very content with that. I, uh, yeah. More money is great. Don't get me wrong. But um, I'm not going to stress about it. Now, it would be amazing if Fiverr had an, uh, an opportunity to like let me hire. I mean, I'm air quoting. You can't see it, but it's there. Um, mm-hmm. Hire somebody underneath me on Fiverr so I could kick them the job without having to turn it away so it could still be done under my umbrella. Yeah. Um, and I could still get a little bit of that. The My writer could get some of that and then we could continue to carry on. So then I can start more of a brand versus just an individual. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unless I had somebody here next to me, you know, in my house and that's not really possible. Now there is a, um, 
there's a seller. I'm not going to mention his name because we are competitors. <laughs> However, there are <laughs> there is a uh, competitor that uh, they have ten people, ten people that work under one name, and I tried to compete with them for about a year when they had just five people. And it burnt me out. <laughs> like, I can't keep up with five people. I can't do it. Now that they have 10 people, I'm like, never mind. I'm a machine, but I'm not 10 times what I am. Right. I can't. Like, I could do some good work, but I can't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have bad quality. And so I just don't. Mm. But uh, I mean, it can be done, but it's easier. It would be, there could be an easier way to do it. Like if I were able to, they have it now for um, buyers. Buyers can now have multiple people under the same account. Um, so like okay. if we were a team, if you and I were a team and you bought something, like we could have this joint account to where like, oh, okay, you bought that. I can buy this. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so hopefully it, it expands to sellers soon here in the new future. I don't know, but you would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, what would you say was your biggest breakthrough moment during your father career? It's a good question. Um, there was a point about a year in no, probably maybe less than a year in where I hit that a hundred dollars a day and it was really uplifting to know that I could do it. And my kids and I, uh, so they have this like average selling price, you know, for your, uh, for your gigs, like for whatever you mm. earn. And, uh, when my average selling price went up, like when we would watch it together, like one day, you know, I started off, my average selling price was like five, you know, five, bu- four bucks or something. And, uh, per job. Mm. And now, discounting my $5 jobs that I started with for the first six months, you know, my average selling price is well over a hundred dollars per job, no matter Mm. if it takes me five minutes or 30 minutes. So for me going to, I'm trying to make a hundred bucks a day to, I make a hundred dollars per job is that was really big for me. Like really happy. It was kind of a, just a, a good feeling that, you know, the hard work that I put in the hours that I put in that, that they matter. So I think that was big. That's awesome. Let's switch a little bit for a couple of minutes to what you are actually providing as a service and some tips for entrepreneurs. What are some of the biggest tweaks that you make to, you know, copywriting sales scripts? Um, I notice you do quite special Amazon listings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you think people come back to you for um, that they maybe don't have the understanding or the now to do themselves that you can recommend for people to be implementing? Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely my Amazon gig is my biggest, uh, biggest draw. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that's for, you know, the products that you buy on Amazon, whether they be in the U.S. or Canada or the U.K. market. Like I can, I, you know, I think Australia, you guys have your own, right? I think you do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Either. <laughs> Most people do the U.K. or the U.S. market. Uh, I've done a lot of work in Australia, but so... You know, I can write all the, pro- the the whole product from the you know the title, the bullet points, the the description to the um, to some of the back end stuff. And I don't list them. I don't like accessing people's accounts. Like there's just a lot of muddy waters there. So I usually just write it up on a word document, so it's just easy for you to copy and paste right into your listing. So it's mm-hmm. easy, right? Like I try to make it as easy as possible, so somebody doesn't have to go. Okay, what do I do? Like I just kind of label it out here. I write it all up, and all you have to do is copy and paste. Boom, right there into the back end. Now you have to know Amazon a little bit. You're selling on the platform, so <laughs> that part of your learning curve that's on you. That's on Amazon. You know, Amazon gives you all those tools. I just give you the sales portion that's the, the customer is going to see. So when they look at your stuff, they're going to be like, okay, this is what I want to buy. And I think I've written, I mean, upwards of 9,000 listings at this point. Wow. So I think I've touched Amazon 
bases quite a bit. <laughs> um, That's huge. Now, as far as my other gig, uh, I do kind of generalized writing. I say it's generalized. Just I cover a lot of bases. Um, I've written website content, uh, blog posts, uh, brochures, emails to companies, email, you know, B2B emails, B2C emails, anything that you can think of. I've written the, you know, personalized letters. Oh, I want to send this guy a letter and talk to him about my business. You know, can you help me with that? Um, I've written scripts for voiceovers, um, for videos, yep. and uh, you name it. I've, I've pretty much covered <laughs> everything. So. Interesting. So, if, if, if I talk quickly about Amazon listings, um, what, what makes a good Amazon listing in your mind? So, it's so weird. <laughs> Keyword. Keywords are such a big topic nowadays. Um, mm. you, you have to have keywords in there, obviously. Um, and that's important. But I think what people get away from is like, well, I have to have keywords and that's what's important. People aren't buying your keywords. <laughs> yeah, your keywords might never show up, but that's not what people are buying. People are buying your product. And mm. but the best way to sell your product is to talk to people and say, okay, this is how it benefits you. This is why you need it. This is why it's a little bit better than that one over there. Um, I focus on selling like that. I believe on believe in, in talking to talking to the potential customer. Like they want to be talked to. They don't need a bunch of this fancy rhetoric. They okay, what does it do? How does it help me? How can I, how can I read this quickly? I don't believe in long, drawn out content that is just stuffing words to stuff words. I mean, mm. the average person, you know, has got the attention span of a fruit fly. So you want to be able to give them information quickly so they can go, okay, yep, yep, this is what I want. This is this sounds good, right? You want to give them enough that gets them excited and gets them engaged. But not so much that they're like, okay, you're talking a ton. This is crazy. So really concise. Mm, I like that. That's really good. Okay, we'll start to wrap this up a little bit. Um, give me a bit of a look into what a day in your life looks like um, when you when you started the business and what it looks like now. Uh, when I started the business, I was fawning over my computer like, oh my god, am I gonna get a job today? <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my god, how many jobs am I gonna get today? <laughs> so big, big difference. Um, Depending on the day, I, uh, up till maybe seven months ago, eight months ago, I would work all hours of the night. I would really burn myself out. And, wow. uh, and I, and I would work, I mean, I, some days there'll be 18 hour days still. Um, but I kind of mm. reevaluated my process, kind of rethought like, well, you know, am I taking enough time off? Am I doing this, you know, enough for my family? Yes, I have money. Yes, we have opportunity to do things. Are we doing those things? Um, so I kind of reevaluated that. And so now, you know, I, I would try not to work past 10 at the latest. I work around all of, you know, what's going on with my family. It's easier now that they're in school too, because then I can focus all through the day and, you know, burn out mm -hmm. all my stuff. And so, you know, I, I try to work a typical work day unless I have stuff going on in the day and then I'll kind of work at night after everybody goes to sleep. So I try to still stay family focused and then just work around that as much as possible. So, yeah, so some days might be long, some days might be short, but I just try to stay focused for the time I'm sitting down. And um, what about mentors? Do you invest in mentors? And if yes, who are some of those for you? Um, no, I don't believe in the mentor thing. I mean, I think mm -hmm. there are people that have a lot of good information, but I think sorting through the BS, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that want you to listen to them because they want something from it. And then there's a lot of people, well, there's a few people, let's put it that way, that just want to help you, right? And mm -hmm. I think you got to find that fine line that works for you. Can you look through, you know, what somebody's saying to get the message that pertains to you? I think that's what matters. So really, I live my life more about chasing people 
you know, who do I look at and say, okay, well, they're successful at this. I want to beat that. And that, and the, you know, that permeates through everything that I do. So really I just focus on chasing somebody and then beating them and then chasing somebody else. So I'm always chasing. That's, that's just how I do it. That's good. Different philosophy. Eh? Yeah. Um, best two books that you've read that you think are great reads for entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. Uh, actually, <laughs> I actually just read fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't adhere to that stuff. So I, I try not to, I try not to. More a fiction guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to get away from real life. If I'm reading something, I like to get away from real life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oliva, what's the best way for people to connect with you? So you can look me up on Fiverr. You can Google my name. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, Just leave my name at LinkedIn. Like I said, I try to stay away from the social media stuff because I like to live a positive lifestyle. So yeah, that's probably the easiest way. Awesome. Um, before I ask my last question, I just wanted to thank you and acknowledge you for everything that you're doing. You know, being being an example to a lot of people. I, I know I've seen your name floating around on different blog posts and people who are trying to get into freelancing. Maybe they're in a in a, in a struggling economy or maybe they're losing their job or whatever. And so your story is is out there. I know some people don't share openly like you do, but I think by you sharing, you're empowering others to believe that they can also achieve the same. So thank you so much for what you're doing and for coming on this show and sharing those words of wisdom. Totally appreciate you. Um, for my last question, Levi, when all is said and done, do you think about legacy? And if you do, what do you want to leave as a legacy and be remembered for and tell us why? Well, that's a good question. First of all, thank you for having me. This has been exciting. Um, I don't get a lot of adult interaction during the day, so I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> um, legacy. I, I'm more concerned about what, you know, my kids take away from hard work, from, you know, living a good life, you know, with mm. there's a lot of turmoil in the world as it is. So I think my legacy is that you put in the work that you care about what you're doing, whatever it is that you love. Like I, I'm, <laughs> my daughter wants to go to school for art and she's like, but it's not going to make me any money. And I'm like, I don't care. That's not what matters. <laughs> it does not what mm. matters in the slightest. Um, I think just, I want people to, I want my kids especially to be passionate about what they do with their lives. And I want that to be my legacy, that they learn to work hard, that they learn to care a lot, that they put in every effort into what it is that they love, and they made that successful in their terms. You know, not so much financially, just whatever makes them happy. Because happiness is far harder to find than money. <laughs> money can be found. Happiness mm. cannot. So you just got to, you gotta, you know, want things bad enough to make them happen, whatever it is that you want. And so hopefully, you know, when I'm long gone and I'm not, you know, doing what I do, that they'll be like, well, that's what he gave to me is that he gave me a passion to be happy. And that's more important. Thank you so much for that. Um, That brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for everything that you have shared. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with me and Levi Newman today. Hope you had as much fun as I did and you got your hopes up that you can also chase your dreams and that you are good enough to do so. Remember to head on over to businessgenerals.com and grab your special PDF show highlight reel. And that will be found at businessgenerals.com forward slash Levi N. And if you enjoyed that episode, do leave us a review on iTunes and we'll be sure to give you a shout out on an upcoming show. Thank you so much, Levi. Um, To connect with Levi, jump onto LinkedIn or Fiverr and um, you can reach him there. Thank you so much for being on the show, Levi. Um, You are a true business general. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
Hey, what's up, Business Insurance family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Insurance Podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B-W-A. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessjournals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.